you know, rarely does Sybil, rarely does this happen, but it, mm-hmm. it, so I think both the, both the aha and the haha are similar in what we'll be discussing. Oh, wow. And given what's going on in this world, especially in this country and in, Especially in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, it it makes sense. And but anyhow, all right. So are you ready? I'm gonna pull up a drum out. Okay. All right. One, two, one, two, three, and a super salute to the NBA players who are using their power and position to keep reminding everyone that Black Lives Matter and that Black people keep dying. That's an aha. There's a viral video showing white patrons in a D.C. restaurant with fists raised, harassing and verbally strong-arming other white patrons to put their fists in the air to join in a Black Lives Matter chant. Of course, if just one of those harassers had been black, this would not be a ha-ha. This would be a very different story, and it would have been featured on the RNC tape, but since it's white folks, let's just say. That's a ha-ha. 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 <laughs> Play it. Did did you did you see that video? Yeah, I did. Um, it, yeah, so these white patrons in a DC restaurant are really like harassing these white folks. You got to put your hand in the air. Put the black Black, black lives, lives Matter. matter. Black Lives We're, Matter. And and the, people are like, but what about oh, my minestrone soup? Right, 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 right. My vicious swa is getting cold. Uh, <laughs> Much funnier than minestrone. Yes. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm, and so I thought it was, it was, it was cute. And I said, what's wrong with this picture? I'm like, if anybody there had been black, yeah, it would have. First of all, they would have oh. called it a violent protest. Yeah. <laughs> right. It would have been a violent protest. Um, they probably would have gotten arrested. Who knows what would have happened after that? But you know. It, it was I, love allies, by the way. Love folks are allies. I hope of the people who, hope they are, hope they went back and you know try to change their families' minds and everything else. But I was like, well, yeah, not now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Now you know there's uh, there's splaining and then there's oversplaining. Mm. And these people were in the midst of having their their little family dinners and getting out, you know, after being cooped up all this time and and it's and then they have to explain that they are in favor of black lives matter they just don't want to interrupt their dinner to do it and yeah. and who are you to tell me to to do this and 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 spitting and telling me and spitting and this is what we're fighting against <laughs> there were oh there was a there was a dramatic lack of masks weren't there yes there were a dramatic lack of masks i'd forgotten about that because i was and, so and, and the other thing is i want people to join the movement i i like the fact that white folks are doing it people of, of other colors are, are are understanding what black lives matter is all about i just don't want them to take away from the message Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is the message is we're being jerks to make you come over to our side. This as as if the murders, the shootings of our and, and the, the, the 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 strangulation of our men and women is not enough to make people come over to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. It got to have you, right, you know, right. Step into Roy Rogers, interrupt my chicken dinner, and and tell me, you know, <laughs> that I've got to raise my fist. You're gonna, and you know what? And the other thing is, they would not have gone to Ben's Chili Bowl and done that. 
They would not have gone to Ben's Chili Bowl in Washington, D.C. and and made people raise their fists in support of uh, Black Lives Matter, of, of the, okay. the white folks that love a half smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but because, then it kind of, everybody well, in Black well, Lives Matter, but everybody in Ben's Chili Bowl probably would have done it anyhow. Yeah, they would have been like, why y'all telling us to Black Lives Matter? We are Black Lives because Matter. Bl- because Ben's Chili Bowl is right in the hood. It's really, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, 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 and it's, it's infamous for, uh, for, you know, their, their half smokes. Right, Mr. Cosby? Um, so, <laughs> so, um, Kool-Aid. And it's right next to, what is it, the Lincoln Theater? And you have the, the wall mm-hmm. of honor and, and, and all these oh, great yeah. people are on there and stuff. Um, it, it's historic in the African American community in, in D.C. as well as elsewhere. So, but my problem, I just don't, I just don't think that they are getting to the, getting to the point of, you know, why we need their support. This is, yes. this is the way to make it happen. They believe that marching and asking people, asking people to put their hands up is the allyship and it is not the allyship. It is learning. It is doing, and it's not just chant- chanting. Uh, but, so, but. so we, we, we've got other things to talk about in relation mm-hmm. to black lives matter, but I want you to talk about something else that is, is a once in a lifetime thing. It is so, um, 180 degrees away from what we know as Sotheby's, the auction house. And now there is going to be an auction of the items that belong to Biggie, Biggie Smalls, right? Yes. The, uh, the crown and other items from, uh, from what people believe is his last photo shoot in 1997 uh, days wow. before his untimely death, including a crown that was in a famous, the famous photo shoot, uh, King of New York that is mm-hmm. up for auction expected to grab uh, two hundred to $300,000 uh, also up for auction are love letters written by Tupac Shakur when he was in high school to, I believe her name is Karen Foy. Karen Foy, I believe is the, is the name, uh, somewhere. Does, does Jada know? So, 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 uh, I'm sure, pretty sure Jada, Jada is aware. Um, oh. but that was not an entanglement he was willing to get into. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I just, uh, something about Sotheby's erudite stuck up, something about Tupac, Tupac and, and, and Biggie being on an auction block doesn't work for me. No. Yes. Just, just doesn't work for me. Just something about that just is, uh, is, it, it doesn't work. Uh, um, you know, I, and, and I, I should look at it, probably look at it. So now, you know, like, like other artifacts and they still mm-hmm. sell, sell stuff from, you know, the Victorian era and everything else. And that's yeah. what auctions are. So it's, it's a cool thing that hip hop is, is, I hate to say risen to that level, but that, because that has implicit bias in it, but it's, it's gotten to the level where they can, it could be valuable. There could be, Items that are valuable at auction. I just don't like the idea of Tupac and Biggie on an auction block. That's it. I, I I get I that. And so, if you were to reward it, how what would you call it? How do you uh, how do you eliminate auction and block? I don't know. Items for sale. How do you want it? Uh, how do you feel? I got some love letters from Karen Foy and Dave for real. Some I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Funny. Um, so what are you going to buy? Uh, the crown. Okay. I'm not, gonna buy okay. I'm yeah, not going to buy the crown. I'm going to get a, a, a fake, a fake one uh, made in China. Let me get that for you for your birthday. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> you're our king. You are our royalty. I appreciate that. Appreciate okay. that. Okay, um, so um, let's talk about what, uh, uh, t- let's talk numbers. Um, in the coronavirus pandemic, the numbers have, and, and especially in the United States, have accelerated at such an exponential rate. Um, it's frightening. The United States has more coronavirus cases than many countries have people. Did you hear that? More coronavirus cases than many countries have people. Over 5 million confirmed cases in the United States. People have been infected in the United States. 5 million over. That's then the total population of countries like Ireland, New Zealand, which I believe is a continent, uh, Panama, Croatia, Jamaica, and a number of other countries. United States has had more confirmed cases and more deaths from the virus than any nation in the world. Over 163,000, and we're past that in the U.S., several other countries had a higher death rate per capita, according to the Johns Hopkins University data. California and Florida have had over a half a million cases, while the totals in New York and Texas are not far behind. New York, a major hotspot early on in the pandemic, right there where you were, has managed to flatten the curve and reduce the spread of the virus, even as numbers keep climbing in many other states. Hello, Texas. The number, uh, total number of deaths from coronavirus in the United States could hit 300,000 by the end of this year. That's according to the former head of the Food and Drug Administration. Um, we're looking at 180,000 deaths right now. And, and so remember this when you go to the polls, right? Remember uh-huh. this when you watch mm-hmm. the RNC because the, what, they're, what, what, what they're trying to do is gaslight you. They're trying to make you believe that if, if the virus had not come from China, it never would have gotten here, right? Wow. Trump keeps talking about how he closed down the US to China, like that's a big deal. Now, mm-hmm. I will say, he slowed the spread by doing that, so kudos. But my challenge is he's trying to make it seem like the virus never would have happened if he yeah. hadn't closed down the border or, 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 or you know, it, it was going to come here. It was going to. Now, the challenge is, given the numbers you just recited, he's done nothing, nothing of value to prevent it once it's here. But he's trying to get everybody to think about, no, forget <laughs> what happened once it's here. You know, it, it's just I, I, I closed down China. He's been saying this consistently in almost every press conference since the close down. That's six months ago. Months. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I just don't don't be fooled. Yes. Closing down China was it was a bold move. That's fine. But the challenge is he's done nothing. He's done nothing since uh, since it's been here, except hope it's going to go away. The amount of I, I disagree. He what? has he has given stockholders of the pharmaceutical company that make hydroxyquine, hydroxyquine, the numbers have gone through the roof. The numbers, the, the, the numbers for bleach, the numbers for all of these other ridiculous things that people are trying. And he and Mr. Pillow have upped the, the uh, ante on the oleander uh, market uh, for this ridiculous drug that, that, that uh, Mr. Pillow has said, uh, who is a big major Trump supporter, uh, has said has uh, is the cure 
for coronavirus. Oh, the guy who runs, what's it called? MyPillow.com? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Pillow, yeah, MyPillow.com. Yeah, Mr. Pillow. Right. I was like, Mr. I don't know Mr. Pillow. Yeah. I'm looking up yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Pillow. Yeah. <laughs> So well, that's what, that that's what, sounds like a criminal on a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that, that's what his workers must call him. Um, so, yeah, the my pillow. I'm sorry. Um, so they, they, what he has done is, is he has enhanced the stock portfolios of of his friends. True, true. I stand, I stand wholly corrected. <laughs> no, but, you know, the frustrating thing, Steve, is, you know, we, we know this, and yet there are millions of people, uh, hundreds who are in that convention center right now uh, who would would just, just give us, you know, the old uh, single finger salute and, you know, say, get out of here because our president has saved us from this, this China virus. Because they want to believe that and they want to believe that their vote did not go to waste four years ago. You're going to run into a lot of people who are going to vote for him again. I'm afraid because they want to say, well, I don't want to be wrong. Like we hate we as people hate being wrong and mm-hmm. saying seeing what Trump's doing. You got to you got to dig yourself out of that pit before you can even see this, see this going to kind of see above ground again. And I'm so afraid people are going to go in there and vote for Trump because they did so the first time and they don't want to be wrong. It's a horrible reason to do it. Well, if as if they didn't have enough reason this week by watching the Republican National Convention um, and, and the ridiculous that has come out of people's mouths, um, <gasps> including his own family. Wait, are you counting Melania as part of his family? <laughs> Just want to make sure. When you, say uh, that, uh, you know what? I don't not sure if she wants to be included in that. Yeah. Uh... Um, but uh, yeah, um, uh, three as as we're recording this, three of the four adult children have spoken thus far. I I think his little angel, Ivanka, is he's saving the best for last with her. Um, but the production value of Melania's appearance, her speech from the Rose Garden, uh, I thought was pretty good, and um, just for that. Um, but here is here's the one thing that did come out of her speech. She is the only one to sympathize and empathize, even if it's just words, but sympathize and empathize with the people who have been affected by the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You have not heard that at all. Yep. And she wouldn't call it the communist China virus like everybody else did. She (laughs) wouldn't do it. She she, she was like coronavirus. I think she called it coronavirus. She would. Everybody Mm -hmm. else is called the communist China virus. Yep. But so. And and Steve, there was something else you pointed out that she said about the president of your country or yeah. something like that. Yeah, he said the president of your country. I'm like, hold on, hold on, player. You, you <laughs> me, oh, oh, now we get to how you really feel. Mm-hmm. Something about like your, you know, something like uh, and how much I love your country. Like, no, you're an American citizen. You just talk Remember? about how you vote. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, I you know look, let's be let's 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 be honest about this. This speech that Melania gave last night was just so she could get more paid in the divorce decree. <laughs> let's be yeah, clear. That was because she, this, she this was, back. You're right. Yeah. This was all about like, uh, look, Melania, I really love you to speak on the speaker. Donald, I want more money. I must have more money. I'm only sticking. If you get four more years, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. I, my, my Slovenian accent is horrible. That's it okay. sounds. 
Sounds like Colonel Clink, actually. <laughs> well, the same word, certainly. Well, nothing. That's Sergeant Schultz. I'm sorry. Um, but True. And the fact that we know this about about that. Um, but yeah, so it's also brought uh, drugs in America. Then she brought she brought drugs. Like drugs in America, like, oh, drugs are important now. Got it. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know what I love? She is committed to be best. She is committed to the, the one of the most ridiculous titles for a program. Be best. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about one more thing? But the. What does be best mean? That's what I'm sorry. What, is be, what, is be, what does be best mean? Like, I understand what it means in con, but why does she mean it? Um, like, dress I, best? Like, <laughs> she brought it from the old country, and um, we're not sure. We're just not, I don't know. I know. You know, usually your your parents, when they send you out and they say, be good, be nice, be polite, be be home before midnight. <laughs> she got be best lamb chop. And so I, I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? It makes as much sense as anything else that has come out of that administration. So. Oh, and before we move on, can I talk about um, Uncle Tom's Cameron? One of my favorite books when I was younger, Uncle Tom's Cameron. You know. Daniel Cameron, Attorney General for Kentucky. You know, the state that still hasn't taken any action on the murderers of Breonna Taylor. You know, the same guy responsible Mm -hmm. for the decision of what's going to happen. Now, we've talked on the show about... You know, if the cops are arrested, will they be convicted? We've had a very lovely conversation about that. But what bothers me is that he hasn't mentioned really her name in public. Mm. And what he was used as was a puppet for the Republicans. Let's be clear. He would not be on this stage had Breonna Taylor not been murdered. Right. Right. No one's looking for the attorney general of Kentucky. But since he's been in the news and since he's held the Republican line for so long and since he's so ambitious. Mitch McConnell's boy. And I do mean boy. Yes. So for them to get up there and say, like the family invoking the name of Breonna Taylor's family. Uh, and the widow of David Dorn, the 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 the, uh, the policeman yeah, who was shot uh, in 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 St. Louis, mm-hmm. St. Louis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was vile. Was was just simply vile. Um, I, at some point in time, you got to say, "Nah, I, I can't do that." But that clearly is not true with with Daniel Cameron. I am I, I am. This is this is the most disgusting thing, and there's a lot of a lot of things been disgusting. It's the most disgusting thing so far. Um, I agree with you, and um, I have not been a fan of his for you know a very long time. Uh, but uh, he has uh, really shown, you know, like Maya said, when they tell you who they really are, believe them, or who when they show you who they are, believe them. Uh, he has uh, whether it is having that uh, engagement party while uh, you know people were protesting, and 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 the the city of Louisville was going to hell. Um, and, and that family was just suffering. 
So um, I, I don't have a lot of, but you know what, Steve? And I don't know if you can, you you have this same feeling, but does he not remind you of, of those kids from school who were, you know, the, the, the you know, straight arrow ram, you know, like a steel rod up there, you know, what's this? Uh, and, and tell I, you, you just watch out. I'm going to be, you know, president of Sigma Chi one day and I'm going to be, you know, uh, the first black attorney general. And you're like, nah, you're not going to just get it. But, but damn it. So, but here's it, it, so the answer to that is yes, a hundred percent. It's the it, and what I juxtaposed that with was is is uh, our forever president Barack Obama, who was the same thing, right? He fashioned his life early, yeah, and, and to be like I'm going to be the first this, but I'm never going to lose my connection to the people while doing it, yeah, right. I'm going to do it while staying connected to my people. And make that climb, but he, the way I'm gonna do it is like, ain't no women coming out the woodwork saying like, oh yeah, I had a tryst with Barack Obama. Like, like mm-hmm. nobody, that, like that's never going to happen. Right. This it feels like, and I don't know him. I don't know him from the next guy I run into in at Stop and Shop, right? I don't know, but everything about everything I've seen makes it seem like we've all known people like this who's running away from his. We'll call it his heritage, mm-hmm. right? He wants to get to it by distancing himself from his heritage as opposed to by embracing it like our forever president, Barack Obama. That's the difference. I'm, I got no problem. People want to be the first and they have all this. Amb- and if you don't want to be all up in the heritage, that's fine. But don't feel like you're going don't, to don't, just don't be like you're going to run away from it. That's that's the feeling I get. And maybe I, that's why it affects me so much. Like I think I said this before, Adolf Caesar and Shoulder Soldier story would have put a would have would have would You know what? Adolf Adolf Caesar's great granddaughter could do that um, with this with this little guy. But I and here's here's how he could have even just gotten a little bit of a love connection or or at least a mental connection with me like that listening to his speech last night. If he had said, my parents owned a barbecue shop on the south side of Louisville. I know, you know, it's a, they, own, they own a coffee shop because everybody wants coffee. And <laughs> it's like, dude, oh, dear God. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Um, but, uh, and, and, and I don't want to laugh because he still has not done right by Breonna Taylor's family. And I, and I want him to make some sort of move and not wait till the very last minute before yes. November 3rd to do it and i and i and i, and I, I yeah i'm going i'm going on record saying that i don't believe that i, I don't think they can convict the cops but you got to communicate you got to somehow make a decision and if your decision is to not do it do that if you're investigating keep people updated but you can't you can't just not you can't just not do anything and then and they'll and then go say her name at the rnc oh right 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 um, let me tell you what made me proud uh, regarding because we we have not given enough uh, t- conversation about we're going to talk about Jacob Blake. Um, but let me let me just say uh, how proud I am of, of the men and the women of the NBA, the WNBA. Mm. And 
and even uh, one of the teams in the Major League Baseball, uh, in the Major League Baseball, uh, <laughs> that is uh, Milwaukee, was the first team to say, we are not going to be playing in this playoff game, and we are protesting uh, and, in honor of and, 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 and paying tribute to Jacob Blake. So they said that. The NBA came back. The, the NBA, the organization, came back and said, you know what? We're with you. We're going to postpone all the games tonight and we're going to stand with you. Um, and, and so the, it was not only the Milwaukee Bucks, it was the five other teams that were, were scheduled to play in these games. And then um, Major League Baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers said, you know what? We stand with you as well. And all along, as changes have come uh, about in the NBA, uh, the uh, as far as Black Lives Matter and, and all of these things, uh, the WNBA has been um, moving at a fast pace uh, to stake a stand and tell us uh, and, and to talk about uh, the injustices that are being uh, wrecked upon our people. And, and all of this is, is the result of a shooting that took place this weekend in which a 29-year-old man was called to... Uh, to break up a fight between two women. He had in his car three of his children, little boys, like eight. One was celebrating his eighth birthday, um, maybe six and five, right, or three. And so um, he went to break up this fight. He gets back He gets back to where the, the, the kids are and gets them in the car and what have you. And what we can see is as he is getting looking in one side of his car he comes around the front side of the front of the car and gets open the the driver's door by this time at least two cops are on him one is grabbing his shirt to stop him as he is leaning into his car and the same one that's grabbing his shirt shoots him at point blank range why do you hold on to a shirt and shoot what is this and shot him what father said, there are like eight bullet wounds in his body, uh, all in his back. And that is why he is now paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. That's a miracle unto itself, um, that he's, he's paralyzed from his waist down. This, this could have been from his neck down, right? Um, uh, he's had uh, numerous surgeries. They have uh, had uh, horrific, uh, what started out as peaceful marches and now nights of violence in the, it's a, it's a Kenosha is such a lovely, sweet little town on, on the lake uh, in Michigan. It's about 40 miles uh, south of Milwaukee. And um, th these, these things have grown out of control. His parents have come forth. Um, his mother is asking for peace. Please, you know, uh, just please, my son would not want all of this violence. His father was headed to the march, the George Floyd march, keep your knee off our neck march. He was headed there from Charlotte. He had to divert his trip to come and see about his son. They share the same name. They're both Jacob Blake. Um, now, last night, another, another a night of violence, and now white militia members are getting involved. They're going to protect the property along with the police. They, they mm. stand lockstep with the police. And one man especially with a semi-automatic rifle goes after people in Kenosha. And two people are killed, one is wounded. 
And one of the uh, young men uh, is has been identified as white, uh, who has just been, you know, say he is the the total. When you think of peace and love, um, there there's this young man who was killed. Um, and 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 the kicker to all of this is that this this militia kid is a 17 year old white boy from North <laughs> Illinois. And and wait 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 no that's not the kicker. When the black people and, and and the protesters were trying to tell them about the kid that got away, the police stopped them to get their identification because they were black, and they just and they let this white boy get away. Just go get get away. Look, it's, it, it, I'm one of the more optimistic people that I know. <laughs> like I really am. This one this one's gotten me in a way that I just I, I, I'm I'm. I'm not sure how this is going to come out. I've, I've said a number of times, and it started off as a joke, but it's been, it, it, it's clearer as we get closer. You will know what country you live in November 3rd mm. or November 4th. You will know what country you live in. If people respond to these protests in the street by saying, yeah, we need former use of Trump, a person who never, ever has really de- faced head on what the protests are about. Yeah. Right. If you're willing to just deal with the results of the protest as opposed to the root of the protest, mm-hmm. and that's the country you live, you know what country you live in. It's it, I'm 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 trying to be optimistic. Kamala gave me a boost last week, <laughs> um, a huge boost. Uh, but uh, Jacob Blake, uh, prayers to family, anyone dealing with that, and anybody anybody who was in the front lines of the protest trying to keeping trying to make change. And and let's think about his little boys who saw mm-hmm. this yeah. were in the car. Um one of them celebrating his birthday that day. Um these are things that that people don't think about but we and and as you say those who were on the front line how they get up every day and go back and do this. Mm-hmm. I'll never know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let us, but but here is an opportunity for us to to get some insight in mm-hmm. this, um, and and with our our guest, uh, Loranda Young is a former police officer and now is an educator. So Loranda, thank you for joining us. And um, can you tell us if you can you educate us? We need you, Loranda, mm-hmm. because we have so many questions about what's going on in the minds of the police and, and the, what's happening on the streets and uh, from your perspective. So thank you very much for joining us, first of all. Well, thank you for having me. Um, before I say anything, I want to say my prayers are with Mr. Blake um, mm-hmm. and his family during this time. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm questioning what's going on. Um, I think the officers were totally out of line. Um, you, you said something earlier about the officer grabbed his shirt mm-hmm. and still shot him. And that is where uh, I have a problem because I'm trying to figure out why didn't they use what we call open hand control rather than going straight to their weapon. I'm not understanding that. Um, if you can reach out and grab a man, then put him in a hold if you need to put him in a hold. But to take your gun out and walking behind him with his gun, I mean, they walked behind him for yeah, a few yeah, steps, yeah. pointing their weapon at him. When a person is walking away 
They are no longer a threat. So if he was that threatened, he could have stopped, uh, took cover, did a, a whole lot of things other than walking behind this man with his gun out. So there were many things that could have happened that he, or ways that he could have handled that without shooting this man. And I, I, I'm baffled by it personally. So if, do you think it was because, because I've, I've looked at this and I've had lots of arguments with people around this because I always want to, I want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, including, uh, including police officers. And the only mm -hmm. way that I could see this was possibility did, because the, the video turns on after this already altercation. Do the, do we believe, number one, that they they did not know whether he might have had a weapon and that's why they didn't they didn't tackle him? And two, once he opened the door of the car, I'd like to know what would have gone through your mind once the once he goes to the car, obviously ignoring orders or, or ignore, ignoring what the police are saying and reaches in a car. I would love to know what your thought is, especially behind that. Okay, well, let's back up um, because, like you said, he um, he was he basically was telling him to stop, and he was refusing to stop. Mm -hmm. um, he if he did not know if he had a weapon, um, he could have again gotten a little more forceful with <laughs> with his commands. There mm -hmm. were three of them, if I'm correct. Am I correct? Yes. Were there three officers? Because I saw three officers in that video. Right. So if there were three officers, even if you don't know whether or not he has a weapon, you don't see a weapon on him. So at that point, you I mean, you, you're always going to be a little heightened when it's a domestic violence case like this was, and you're going to ask him to stop. And if he doesn't, you've got three officers there. You're still going to use open hand control or they could have went with the taser. Now, I read somewhere, and I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, that they attempted to tase him and it didn't work. Is that That's, correct? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So they t attempted to tase him. It did not work. At that point, they still did not see a weapon. They still He did not reach for a weapon. So if he's not reaching, in my mind, he probably doesn't have a weapon because I've already tased him and it's not working. He hasn't reached for anything because if you tase someone and it doesn't work, he's either going to reach for what he has or he's going to attack you. He did neither one of those. He continued to walk away. They still should have used open hand control methods at that point. Now, when he got to the vehicle and he refused to stop and he opened that door, yes, I would have wondered if he had a gun in that car. Yes, I would have. But the fact that there were three of us, well, at that point, I can't shoot because I haven't seen a weapon yet. We're not shooting at the man. We're going to either back off and take cover or somebody else could get in their car and follow him if he gets in it and takes off. But we're not going to shoot the man because we don't know that there is a weapon. We haven't seen a weapon. If he makes it to the car, back off and take cover. What I'm because hearing you say is that you, to a car. what I'm hearing you say is that you have to see a weapon before you can react as a police officer. You you should see something that appears to be a weapon because sometimes if it's dark, it could be a cell phone, and that's what a lot of people need to understand. At nighttime, officers can't tell if that phone is a weapon, so don't pull out your phone quick when you're in a heightened situation with police officers. Because if you 
and it appears to be a weapon, they can, they may just shoot you and be justified because they can't tell whether that phone is a weapon or not. So, again, they have to be able to see something, you know, or, or know that he's going for something. And in this case, I don't see that. LaRonda um, Young is our guest here from Hahas to Ahas with uh, Sybil Wilson, Stephen Hill. And LaRonda is a former police officer. She's been, uh, she, you were a police officer for 12 years, I believe, is what they're yes. telling us. And so yes. let me just say this, LaRonda, just as a news update, uh, the Department of Justice and, and some other information uh, given out on Wednesday identified the police officer who shot Jacob Blake. Uh, it's taken them four days of protest to do that. Uh, the Department of Justice also announced several other details, including the fact that Blake had a knife and the others first used a stun gun on him. They say during the uh, incident, the Department of Justice in a statement said that it did not indicate why they attempted to stun him. However, the taser was not successful in stopping him. They also have said that uh, he admitted, uh, Jacob admitted that he had a knife during the investigation and agents recovered a knife from the driver's side floorboard of his car, but no other weapons were found. Uh-oh. Okay, that, that's Uh-oh. different then. Now Uh-oh. we're looking at a totally different situation. Uh-oh. Because if you have an individual who has a weapon, which mm-hmm. he did, you are mm-hmm. engaging him, you mm-hmm. are giving him commands, he is not responding, mm-hmm. and he opens that car door, uh, you might have a problem now. Now, there's a, there's a big if there, though. Was he walking with the knife in his hand? and Mm -hmm. open the car door or was he reaching for the knife because if he already had the knife in his hand and opened the car door he's still not a threat if he opened the car door and the knife is in the car you can still back off you can still back off but if he was reaching in the car to get the knife now you probably have a reason to shoot it because you don't know if he's going to turn it on you and that's that's that was my fear when I I'll, I'll, you know I've been the bad guy before when I saw the video and I saw the way he opened the car. There's a way you go when you're gonna reach into a car, and there's a way right. you're gonna go when you get into a car. Sure. And right. Everything that I right. saw was a reach. Just my opinion. And he did look like practice. he was reaching. He looked like yes. he was reaching, so, not getting. So, yes. So if he was reaching for that knife, then they're, they're justified in shooting him because he did not follow any commands. He did not stop. They asked him to stop, uh, and he still opened that door and reached for that knife. You cannot do that because the officers don't know if you're going to turn that knife on them or someone mm-hmm. else, and their job is to protect everyone that's there. And it was already a domestic violence situation. The situation was already heightened. So mm-hmm. if he reached for a knife, then that's a bad situation, and they're probably going to be justified in this shooting. Um, Lara- but again, Lara- if, if he was walking with the knife and already had it and opened the door, again, they could have pulled back um, on that. They could have pulled back. But, LaRonda, let me ask you this, because this is what I don't understand, and I've asked this question a, a number of times, and, and I don't know why I'm asking you, because I know what the answer is okay. going to be. Uh, but... Hmm. Is it always the officer's intention to shoot to kill and not shoot to wound? Seven to eight times is just just so ridiculous by this one cop. 
um, do you shoot to kill or can you shoot to wound? You're actually taught to shoot to stop the threat. That is what you're taught. And you're taught to shoot at center mass. Center mass is everything from the waist up and the mm -hmm. neck down. That's what you're taught. Mm -hmm. You're not taught to wound. You're not taught, to, you know, you're, you're taught to shoot to stop the threat. Right. And your, your target is center mass. That's mm -hmm. what your target is. Can I ask? Is it, can I ask? Do you agree with that? And do you do you agree with that being the training? Because I've, I've heard that over and over that center mass is the target. You've got to do that. To stop the threat. Is is that the right way to do it, though? I would say yes, um, and I'm going to tell you why. I would say yes because when you're in a situation where you have to fire your weapon, everything is moving so fast. You're taught to shoot at the largest piece of the target, which is mm -hmm. center mass. Because if you do not, you're more likely to miss. And if that person turns on you, if you miss, mm -hmm. that person can turn on you. So, again, you're trying to stop the threat. So it's harder to shoot at a smaller target like a leg or an arm or, mm -hmm. you know, when people are moving. You know, if you move your arm, someone shooting could very well miss your arm because it's so small. But center mass, you will hit your target. So that's why you're taught that, because you're being taught to stop the threat. I got to admit, because there was so there was so little information coming out of this. I was this. This is kind of like the biggest <laughs> it was my biggest fear is that they're going to is there was look, seven to eight shots is excessive. I'm sorry. Do, do it, it to me as a lay person. It feels that way. Does it feel that way to you? I agree. I agree. Seven to eight shots is excessive. Um, I, but I do have a question. Did all those shots come from one gun or did those shots come from the three guns? No, they that said uh, the initial the initial report is that the one cop shot. OK, yeah, I, I believe that is excessive. Seven shots. I, I think it's excessive. But I also understand that when you're in a situation, if you are facing a weapon and you have to shoot someone, that you go into training mode and you just shoot until the threat stops. And if you shoot and they're still standing, you're probably going to shoot again until they fall because you want to stop the threat. LaRonda, have you, have you been in a situation like that during your 12 year Where career? Where I've had to shoot someone? To, to stop the threat, yes. No, I've never had to fire my weapon, but I have been in a situation oh. where I've had to pull my gun and I started to pull the trigger, but he ended up complying and I was able to stop. Oh, walk us through that. Oh, no, no. you they, yeah, that, We're not taking the first. You can't have the short version of that story if you don't mind. <laughs> no, 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 because this is really because I, I, I look, I, I am. Uh, look, I policemen are people, too. And I think sometimes we forget yeah. that. And there's true yeah. reaction that that policemen, the police people, I'm sorry, I apologize, police police have as well. So if you could walk us through your thought process when you were in this situation, it would help people understand, I think. Well, in my situation, the gentleman, he, he did have a weapon. Um, he, he was facing me. I told him to, to stop. He did stop, but he didn't drop the weapon. So at mm. that point, my finger is on the trigger. I, mm -hmm. I yelled another command. He dro he dropped the weapon, so I didn't have to shoot him. Had he not dropped that weapon and continued mm -hmm. to face me with the weapon after I gave him that command, I can guarantee you I would have taken the shot. 
curious. Was it was the weapon? I'm sorry. Was it a gun, knife? What kind of weapon was it? It was a gun. And uh, point, pointed or at the side, at his, at his or her side, his, his side, his side. It was at his side. It wasn't pointed, but I'm I'm not going to give you a chance to point it right. at me if I can help it. Right. How close were you? Uh, I'd say probably I I'm and I'm guessing I'd sure. say maybe ten feet away because we were in a driveway. Hmm. And and what were the conditions? Was it at night? Was it uh, no, daylight? No, it, it was broad daylight. Broad daylight. Hmm. Hmm. Had it been at night, and I'm just guessing, had mm-hmm. it been at night, I probably would have would have taken the shot mm-hmm. faster than what I did. Because at night, you can't see. LaRonda, before we leave, before we let you go, and I, I really appreciate your time and your insight, and, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to take the uh, the initiative here to make you our official police person. Uh, for, yes, for ma'am. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I yes, yes, yes. But what what would you like to leave with people uh, who are listening today about this process, about the the whole? Because here's the other thing, um, looking at, at Jacob's case and looking at Richard Brooks in Atlanta, here was a case mm-hmm. where a young man, he was he obviously uh, had been drinking um, and, and, and they could have taken another way out with this. And this is where the whole defunding thing came from. What would you like people to know about the, the thought process or anything that we may have not um, given you the opportunity to, to say to people as we are going through yet another shooting? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me say that I am totally 100% against police brutality. Let me say that. Um, and I have been very vocal um, over the years about police brutality and a lot of these uh, killings that shouldn't have happened, one in particular, Tatiana Jefferson here in my oh hometown my in Fort Worth, Texas. Yes. Yes, so um, I want to say that first. But what I want to leave with people is because I've been on both sides of the fence, I have a little bit of understanding that other people don't. And the reality is, in most cases, these officers just want to go home to their family. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know if you have a weapon. They don't know if you're going to kill them. They don't know if you're going to try to hurt them. So when you fail to um, comply with commands, that heightens everything 100%. Mm-hmm. So if you can't comply, comply. If they're wrong, let's comply so that you can go home and we can deal with the complaint later. But if you're not here, you can't fight that battle. Holler, holler. Mm, 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 mm. Your Why job is to get home safe. That's yeah, safe. Exactly. Exactly. Safe. LaRonda, well, why'd you become a cop? <laughs> I have to laugh at that because in all honesty, um, Sybil, it it actually was a project for me. I was a 22-year-old college kid. Uh, they were hiring. I just applied to see what the process was about because I was a criminal justice major at the mm-hmm. time, um, just trying to see what they go through to get hired. One mm. thing led to another. I went through the review board. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even take it serious in the review board. Uh, I walked out, sat down for 15 minutes, and they came back and told me I had the job. <laughs> and I had to make a decision. 
I had to make a decision because that was the summer before my senior year of college. Mm -hmm. Either take the job or drop out of, and drop out of college or stay in school. Um, I thought about it for about a week because I only had two weeks to, to give them an answer. Mm -hmm. And I decided I would take it and go back to school later. And that's exactly what I did. I took the job, which I'm glad I did. I did because the experience is something that I would never, I could have never imagined. Um, I got a lot of experience that helps me just in, you know, just daily life. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's so much that I learned. I actually grew up more in my first year of police work than I did in the three years that I was in college. So, mm -hmm. um, but that's I really bet. how it happened. And I, I went back to school later and finished up my degree. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the flip side of that is why did you quit? I quit because of everything that you're seeing today. I got mm. tired of fighting the battle on the inside as well as fighting. Ooh. Um, Ooh. My, let, me, let me say this. As a black officer, it is a balancing act because not only are you fighting on the inside, but then you're fighting your own people because they're thinking of you as a sellout and seeing you mm. as a sellout. When you're saying, no, I'm on the inside fighting battles that you don't even know about. Mm. If I wasn't doing what I was doing in this uniform every day when I walk in that office and have to check someone for saying the wrong thing or stopping someone that they shouldn't have stopped, it would be much worse than what you see today. Mm. So I just decided, you know, and I, I knew when I got the job, I didn't want to do it until I retired. My goal was to do five years and get out which ended up being 12 and a half, but I ended up leaving. Um, I got tired of it. I ended up leaving uh, and, and later on went into education, which is what I'm doing now, but I still have my foot in the door with law enforcement because now I'm teaching the community basically how to deal with law enforcement. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Oh, what a story. I, I feel a movie coming on. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I work with I work with local law enforcement now to, to put things together to bridge that gap between um, the community and uh, police. So that's kind of my goal. I want to bridge that gap. But uh, police departments have got to take responsibility mm -hmm. and they have got to hold their officers accountable. And I'll never stop saying that. They have yeah. got to hold them accountable when they're wrong. Be transparent. Say they're wrong and and you know, give them the discipline that goes with the, the crime. Oh, and please, oh, please, oh, please allow from ha-has to ahas to be a mouthpiece and amplifier for that message. Uh, mm -hmm. We, 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 we yeah, your, your number is burned into our Rolodex now. We understand police are people, right? And so, the, you mm -hmm. know, the split decisions, split moment decisions, uh, but also part of a challenging, you know, system that uh, it's great to hear people like you are, 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 are working hard to to um, call out and change. So, fantastic. Yeah, take, take our calls again, uh, uh, LaRonda, and don't make us have to hunt you down, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I'm there for you. Whatever you need. <laughs> LaRonda Young, you are delightful right. and you are you are quite a woman. We thank you so much for your time and 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 for your instruction. Uh, you really are a, a, an, an educator and you've given us uh, quite an education today. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank having you. me. Whew. Oh, she coming back. She going she 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 going to be back. She going to be back. She shouldn't have said that. I will say she shouldn't have said whatever you need me to do because 
whenever a woman says that to you, it's it's a wrap. <laughs> okay, that's not where I was going. That's not where, that's not where I was going. That's that's not where I was going. But uh-huh. yeah, I do that's, like somebody. Can, I do like somebody who can pull out a weapon. Though. I ain't gonna lie. I know that's right. Yeah. And she comes with her own handcuffs. Yeah. Oh, sucky sucky! Now they don't have they don't have red fur around them like mine do. Listen, I know. Um, <laughs> what, what I what I really need to do is put out a hit. Well, it's an international case now. I really need to put out a hit on Tory Lanez. I just need to, oh. I, need to, I, I need to bust a cap in Tory Lanez. Oh. I think he's a great performer, enjoyed uh, quarantine radio, but he's he's canceled. Now, I'm not part of cancel culture. I'm not, right. I am not, a, I'm not a canceled dude. I am not a canceled dude. Tory Lanez canceled. Tory Lanez. Explain, yeah. Tory so Tory Lanez. Tory, so Meg The Stallion, one of the one of the greatest art, one of the coolest artists to come along in the last while from Houston, Texas. Houston's own Meg The Stallion, who was all about, um, you know, women empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, she 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 is currently one half of the duo in yeah. what, is, what is clearly uh, our producer Chica's favorite favorite song. It's Can we get her to say the, what's the name of the song again, Chica? I can't what remember the name. What's it called? What is what is the song, Chica? What's the name of Chica? Chica? What's the name of the song? What? And that stands for what? What does it stand for? Oh wait, wait! I think I think I think this additional year on her is. Oh Chica, oh. Chica? <laughs> Ooh. Did she? Did she? Ooh, she no. didn't say it. I can't hear. No, no she didn't say it. Oh, all right. Fair enough. All right. Last week when she was one year younger, she was fine, but today's the birthday. So whatever. Anyhow, point being, point being, Meg the Stallion, uh, in a party somewhere in Hollywood Hills, somehow there's a Jenner involved. Um, and she has accused Tory Lanez of shooting her in the feet as she tried to get out of the car, uh, to leave the vehicle. What, mm-hmm. what what Meg the Stallion then did when the police showed up is like, I don't know who shot me, I don't think, because she didn't want the situation to turn into a Jacob Blake or whatever it is, because knowing yeah. that he had a gun and like a gun in the car was gonna be a problem, but mostly for Tori, as she said. Uh, and then and then uh, Tori kind of turned on her on social media. And so finally Meg's like, I wasn't gonna say anything, but, but you shot okay. me. The protection of black women is for real people. I'm like, I just, I, I know. It's the protection of black women is for real, and anybody who's going to come do something like that just deserves to be canceled. Does yeah. you, you're going you're gonna to shoot somebody coming out of the car? Why are you going to shoot a woman who's leaving your vehicle? I don't care alcohol, drugs. I don't care. I'm not saying that's it, but I, I don't care. We've got to be active in protecting our black women. Mm-hmm. Full stop at all points in time. And the only good thing to come out of this is people. Uh, a lot of people, including uh, T.I., Bun B., Houston's another person from Houston, come out and talk about like F. Tory Lanes, and mm-hmm. I and I and I and I join and I join that I join that cacophony of people saying like you, but while saying F. Tory Lanes, it's like protect our black women women right. as well. So super shoot, super salute to Meg The Stallion who really tried to protect a black man, mm-hmm. right? And in that, uh, anyhow, anyhow. So that's well. It. Thank you for that, and and I think that uh, that is uh, commendable to you and to the others that have have stepped up and 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 recognize uh, about the uh, protective nature. And so uh, I thank you, and uh, for for something very well said. I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how you doing in this uh, COVID thing? Just as we wrap up, you you still good? You know what? You know what else starts with a C besides COVID? Chica, 
Chica, who's got a birthday today. Chica, our producer, who's got a birthday today. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to devoid you. I'm doing fine. COVID's fine. Mm. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I've had it. I, I've had it. I'm not going to get it again. I feel okay. confident. I'm not going okay. to. Okay. But it's Chica's birthday, though. That's the uh, thing. And? And, uh, uh, and uh, Chica, you have you COVID? Have... <laughs> no, she has a, she has a cake, though. <laughs> oh. We're trying uh, to cut into that. <laughs> No, just sort of thanks. Look, look, uh, the the awesome and talented Chica has been here every week. Um, very Mr. Spock like. You know, sometimes she wants to tear our necks apart off, but she acts like Mr. Spock like. Um, and that's okay. We'll just come back in an hour and a half when you <laughs> finish uh, getting your mustache waxed, Stephen. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, she didn't I, say that to me, huh? No issue. No, <laughs> no, no issue. So uh, much appreciated. Much appreciated uh, her work here. And I hope, you know, if we can ever say good night, she'll have a good time and have a great time uh, on, on, you know, wherever she plans on going. We're not going to pry, but I bet you wherever she's going is going to involve hearing that Cardi B Meg the Stallion song. <laughs> I and, bet you. And ah! borrow some handcuffs from policewoman LaRonda. I'm hoping. I am really, really hoping. <laughs> Yo, Chica, it's your birthday. It's birthday. Yo, Chica, it's your, it's birthday. your birthday. One time for the birthday girl. Two time for the birthday girl. Three time for the birthday girl. Time for the birthday. And with that, ladies birthday. and gentlemen. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Bury me inside the Louis store. Woo! Yes. Sorry. I'm trying to do all the things that might be in her age demo that she might recognize. <laughs> I I believe I did a wonderful job. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do too. Chica, I, what do you do? like? You like what? How old are you? Like 20, 20, 20, 15, 22, 16, 20, 22? Hello. Yo, she's answering. She she's so reticent to say this. Like she was reticent to say the what WAP stands for. Right. That's those, those are in the two same category. Like I'm not saying how old I am, and I'm not saying I'm 31. Oh, 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 oh. 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 And, and so what does WAP stand for? Stands for wet ass pussy, because all y'all God. I wasn't okay. I, I was not prepared. I was and, and I wasn't prepared the second time either. <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna tell you right now, here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna play this back. I'm gonna record this. And I am going to loop that. <laughs> I am. I am going to loop the stance wet at and. Were you rocking your neck when you said that? Were you rocking your neck when you said that? A little bit. It was hard to. It was hard to see, but I. I felt the rocking. Oh, I felt it too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, okay. and you know when I want you to play it back on the uh, 31st birthday of her first child. That's there what you I go. want you to play. <laughs> <laughs> this is how your mama spent her birthday. This is how your mama spent her birthday right now. This is what she was listening to. This is what she was rocking to the night you were. Oh, never mind. Okay. All right. All right. We are out. We are out. Sybil, I love you. I love you back. Have a great weekend. Tell people how they can subscribe. Oh, you just go to don't you just go to Spotify, type in your name, and that's how it comes up. <laughs> well, I was thinking Google, Apple, Spotify, and yeah. other platforms. Yeah. So from ha-has uh, to ahas, get it, hit the subscribe button. But Sybil Wilkes' name comes up. That's and Stephen name. Hill is a gospel singer. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Bye. <laughs>